Hey, what's up everyone? I hope you've been well. My name is Lloyd and welcome to the Creator Hub. Every single week we share content to help you level up on your journey as a creator. In today's episode, I'm chatting with my good friend Toya. If you remember, Ashley and I actually interviewed Toya when we first landed in LA. Well, I decided to bring Toya back to the podcast to talk about our experience at Podcast Movement, one of the largest podcast conferences in the world. In today's episode, we share our opinion about what we loved about the conference and how we thought it could have been better. In just a moment, we'll dive in. What does a podcast production company do? Where is the industry headed? These are just a few of the questions that podcast founders and experts are answering in a new show from the Podcast Academy and DCP Entertainment. Podcast 360. Company founders and podcast experts will answer three questions about all things podcasting. They'll have just 60 seconds to answer. Join us on Podcast 360 with new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us at DCP Official for show news and updates. Uh, our guest today is the first repeat guest that we've ever, ever had. Oh, wow. She's the host of a podcast called That Wasn't In My Textbook. Please help me welcome Toya Coleman to the podcast. How are you? Hi. I feel like this is a live audience. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> welcome. How are you? I'm good. I feel so honored to be the first repeated guest. I want to start by asking how your weekend was before we dive in. So this was my first weekend back in L.A. I spent August in New York. I'm originally from New York, hence my social media handle names are Toya from Harlem. Harlem, New York, all day stand up. Yep. So I wanted to I want to be more bicoastal. So I spent August in New York with my friends and family. Um, and so that was great. My weekend was my, this is my first weekend back in L.A. Yeah. And, um, you know, I went to see Beyonce. How was that? You know, I'm a non-Beehive member. Okay. But as a non- Here we go. Let's start by getting non- this podcast almost canceled. I don't, no, no, no. As a non-Beehive member, seeing that show, I get it. Yeah. It was like that. It was like, I get it. Yeah. I what, totally what, like, get it. What, like, specifically? Um, I feel like you... One, I loved how like she how she came out and she was singing all these love songs. And it really felt like she was singing it to us because she started mm. out just like really being thankful, like being like, I've been doing this for 26 years and there's no way I could be doing this without your thoughts and your prayers and your love and like wow. you being here tonight. And I feel like, you know, there is that's very rare. I feel like that you see, yeah. unfortunately, for people who get to that level, I feel like a lot of times, and I understand, I don't really understand the ins and outs of the music industry, but you hear a lot of like people being upset about mm-hmm. the music industry, which I totally understand about like not being nominated for Grammys and stuff like that. So I feel like we see a lot of people being like angry and talking yeah. about not being acknowledged, which I totally get that as well. But it was just nice to see someone who's like at the top of the game and yeah. just being like, just thank you to y'all like you know who cares about the notoriety like i love y'all like this show is for you yeah type of thing so i just really appreciated that and that even made me be like okay let's you need to be more grateful too because i feel like that happens to me sometimes like you know when you're working on something i've been working on this podcast for three years you can start feeling a little jaded and like a little entitled and like comparing yourself and i feel like Seeing that show, not to say she's above that, but like just the way she opened it. And like even when we were singing her song, she kept on mouthing thank Mm. you. 
it just felt like a lot of gratitude. Yeah, like, and you know, it's like it feels different too when it feels genuine. Like it genuinely feels like the person's like grateful. So I'm glad to hear like that was like your experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, will this make you any more likely to become a Beehive member, or you think you're good where you're at? I think I'm good where I'm at. I'm very reluctant to like praise anyone, mm, okay. um, especially a person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just don't want to put anybody on a pedestal yeah. in that way. I think it gets a little dangerous. It gets a little murky. You end up being disappointed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just don't, I try my best not to stand for anyone. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I completely, completely get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, you can't get hurt if you don't put someone above where they should be. So. Exactly. She's a I human being. Yeah. <laughs> um, a very talented I, one. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exceptionally. And, and then like her husband and then her kid and just a whole uh, family you know? of talented people. Talent, um, talent, talent. I was looking at uh, not to get like too deep into like the whole like Beyonce combo, but yes. like I was just looking at like her daughter perform with her on stage, and I was just like, this is just like the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, for <laughs> yes. someone to be that young, that talented, performing in front of like thousands of people is just like at that age, it's just like bizarre. It's just crazy. That's like a like, how do you even go back to school the next day and try and learn math? I mean, she doesn't go to school. I'm sure she gets homeschooled yeah. or something. But even, even still, like, when she walked off stage, I was like, wow, damn, Blue Ivy's making more money than me. Right. <laughs> like, but, like, so are her children. Like, yeah. you know, they're just in a different income bracket. It's but, crazy. yeah, I love that. And just, like, to tie it back to what I was saying, even she has a point where she's, like, at the end of, like, Blue Ivy's performance uh-huh. and they perform together, she's, like, they, like, kind of stand up and, like... Mm. You can see her staring at her daughter and being like so proud because yeah. like a part of the song is talking about like your bloodline and yeah. like your kinfolk and like really having like a lot of family and like black pride. Yeah. And like, you know, there's a moment at the end when everyone's just like cheering for Blue Ivy and like you can see Beyonce like she was almost like moved to tears. Yeah. So like I feel like she's even as amazed as we are right. at like Blue Ivy, you know, that's... as her own daughter, like on stage with her. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. I-, I love that. I feel like um, that's similar. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I yeah. feel like that's similar to what like LeBron is going for, yeah. right? Like yeah. people want to like to be able to do something with your kid yep. is probably like it's like mind blowing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and I think like like you look at somebody like LeBron, I think it's just like as a celebrity, it's just so easy for your kid to go in like the wrong direction <laughs> that when you do have like a good kid, it's kind of like, I don't know, I have a new appreciation for that now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited that you're here because it's like, I feel like there's a lot that I want to like talk about and like get off my chest. <laughs> I want to start with just like some hot topics before okay. we dive in just to get mm-hmm. like your opinion on. Yes. Um, and these don't even have to be like, super fact-based or technical i just want like pure gut reaction okay all right so the first is at podcast movement last week youtube announced that they were going to allow people to ingest rss feeds and for those of you that may be listening what this essentially means is you will now be able from your like podcast host whether that be buzzsprout spotify whoever you will now be able to upload a podcast episode to there and it'll also show up on youtube It'll not include like the video aspect of it, just the audio with a thumbnail. But this is still kind of cool. I mean, what do you think about this? Okay, I have a question because this is what I was trying to look at. Does it count as a download? Because I heard that it doesn't. It does not. So I think it's crap. Okay. <laughs> so if it can't count as a download, pointless. Yeah, it's pointless. Okay. Um, and I already just have beef with YouTube yeah. in the, and how they're trying to be in the podcast space because I feel like for a lot of people who do podcasts and even listeners, the whole point was like, I can listen yeah. and go. I don't have to watch. And it's like, I don't want to be on film. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just 
kind of like a separate entity. And I think with all these social medias, from YouTube to Instagram, it's like, can you just stay in your niche? Like, yeah. you Instagram used to be photos. YouTube used to be video. Like, why are we cross-contaminating? And I think that leads to people feeling burnt out. Yeah, 1,000%. So you feel like, though, if, if YouTube just said, hey, this will now also count as like a download to your podcast host, you'd be like, this is great. I would be more excited about it yes okay because i like the idea that i think with the rss feed they'll just put your artwork so you yep. don't have to do a video it can just yep. be like your artwork and people can just listen yeah but if it doesn't count you know especially for people we know that's like a growth yeah. strategy you need to have downloads yeah so it's like this is just to get people to start listening to it on youtube and i get yeah. nothing out of it yeah and what's crazy about that is i i, I share a similar perspective to yours, except I'm a little more optimistic. Okay. <laughs> but I, I initially thought that like, okay, this kind of does suck. Yes. But maybe it's like just a step in the right direction. Maybe we should look at it as just like YouTube is doing this thing. They're doing it imperfectly, but maybe in a year or two, maybe they'll improve it. I feel like you should just wait until they improve it. Oh, before just release yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just do it right yeah, instead of doing it quickly. Yeah, that's And making people point. upset. Facts. <laughs> I, uh, in addition to, like, not it not counting as a download in your podcast host, they are also going to, like, most, like, podcasters that have, like, larger advertisers will use what's called, like, dynamic ads, which means it just, like, automatically inserts the ad into your podcast and it'll show up on all episodes. YouTube has said, like, if they find your episode with an ad in it, they're going to snatch that ad out so that they can put their own ads, which is how they're going to monetize this. So I know that was also kind of like a bummer for some people, too. Yeah, I guess you make money from YouTube AdSense if it's on there. Is that you, the thought? You do, but um, not all podcasters can. So there's a lot of podcasters that just literally aren't big enough. They haven't yeah. hit the threshold, mm -hmm. so they won't earn anything. Yeah, I think it's crap. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I, 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 so we're going to like, we're going to give YouTube a, a boo for now. Okay. But pending change of mind in the future. Uh, the second thing I wanted to chat with you about was Instagram is testing three minute and 10 minute videos similar to TikTok. Um, what do you think about this? So, you know, as a podcaster, my history podcast is that wasn't in my textbook. I kind of initially when I heard this, I was like very excited because a lot of my reels extend past that. Um, what is it? 90 seconds. Yeah. You know, because I do like history stuff. Yep. And I was like, OK, this is cool. But then kind of circling back to what I said about YouTube and like burnout. I also feel like there's like all this cross contamination yeah. with social and it's like too much. It's like let YouTube be long form, yep. let TikTok be short form, let Instagram be photos. Yep. And like you know, and let's just yeah. leave. Do what you do well. Yeah, do what you yeah. do well. Like, even, like, for us, I know people say, like, don't niche anymore. Mm -hmm. But there is some level to niching that you do need to do a little bit or at least yeah. have a theme. And I just feel like the they're just all kind of creating competition that doesn't yeah. need to be there. So it's, like, I like it for my own selfish reasons as, like, my reels are longer. But I'm just also like, can y'all just let this video thing go? Right, right. But they're not. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I had the exact same experience. The first thing I thought when I heard it was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Because, like, I no longer have to feel like if my video is three seconds too long, then I have to, like, edit it down. It's just like, just let it be three seconds long. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think this will be cool. I do think that, like, all of these platforms, though, are trying to appeal to more podcasters. So I know, like, TikTok now has, like, a new uh, program just for podcasters that upload, like, long-form content. 
content. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me if in the future, like the entire purpose of this are for people to make seven minute videos or eight minute videos, which I think kind of could be cool. But again, I am like an overly optimistic person. Like I, I want to believe that this will only make things better. I mean, I think for the creator, it will. Yeah. But I think also, I think that all this stuff is just leading to burnout. That's why we talk, because, we hear it so much. Because you feel like people have more content to consume or for creators, they have more things to create? Both. Okay. Yeah, I think people have so much to consume and it's everywhere. It's like yeah. I used to go on YouTube and I would go on my computer or like my iPad and like watch long form content when I'm in the mood for that. But now you're just like on your phone scrolling and like mm. you also see the same thing on all the on the platforms. So yeah. then it's kind of like pointless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I see this. The real now is on TikTok. Now it's on YouTube. And it's like, why does it need to live in all these places? Yeah. And then it's also different dimensions as yep. the creator. So that's frustrating to like have to adjust to that. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think it allows you to just stay online longer, but, like, you're just seeing the same things. Like, I don't know. I think it leads to burnout on both ends. Like, that's why people are like, I don't even, I lost time on this, you know? 1,000%. And I want to talk about burnout. The last thing I'll say about this is um, I, I think a lot of people were very curious because Instagram used to have a program called IGTV, Mm -hmm. I think it was, which was exactly this and it failed miserably. Um, And so I think the fact that this is coming back, people don't know, like, will this be like IGTV? Will it just be reels in a different format? Is it a mesh of the two? Um, And so we don't know, but excited to see. I've been testing, putting out content. I think um, reels were originally supposed to be like 60 seconds. I think I've been testing like 70 seconds and it hasn't like lagged it so maybe i already have it but we'll talk about this next week and just see how we feel about it Mm -hmm. um i love that you brought up burnout because i think that's like the third thing i want to talk about this idea that like i think people like i can when i look at people people look tired like people (laughs) look exhausted i'm exhausted uh and so i just think that like there's a lot of people that are burnt out but want to feel like they're being consistent Mm -hmm. how do you think about balancing sort of like burnout consistency hitting your goals not hitting your goals yeah i do not have the answers um (laughs) i did a whole episode on like the history of burnout um which was really interesting but i think yeah i'm trying to figure it out i think there's just i feel like you have to balance creating and consumption Mm. and also like how much you create or like you know not feeling like you have to be on all the platforms like maybe just sticking to one or two if you have to repeat it, just repeat it. You know mm. what I mean? But um, I think, and also like controlling how much you consume. Yeah. I think being really disciplined around like the time that you spend, if you even want to spend time, yeah. can help. That's the only thing I can guess. I agree. Because <laughs> I do feel, to your point, it's like, I may not be able to always control how much I'm able to publish. Like on a week where I might have like four brand posts that need to go, I can't control that. Mm-hmm. But I do feel more at peace when I'm not consuming uh, social media myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think to your point, like that could be one way where we can control sort of like our access to like that sort of stuff. Um, I do also think that like, I wonder like sometimes if like the framework for our goals is too short. So for example, like my goal this year is like, hey, I want to make $50,000 from brand deals. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, I could just change it right now and say like, you know what? The goal is now 40 and I I can like have a little more time to like do less things. But I think sometimes as like creators, we're so contrived in like these like goals or like we want like our podcast to blow up this year. And I think that contributes to like burnout as well. Yeah, I think about that too. I have one of the things that like podcast movement, someone was like, you have to have like, 
three on average. I think you have to have like three hundred mm. episodes for podcasting for to really see success. And I think for YouTube, that number is even larger for yeah. videos. And I think a lot of people including myself, like don't realize how long it takes before yeah. you can see traction and like giving the, yourself grace yep. in that way. It's like, is it fair to yourself to say you're going to make $50,000 in a year? Right. Like, right. is that even like, you know, is that time period even like good? Yeah. You know, but it's also hard to kind of, I don't know how you figure out what's the good time period. But like, mm -hmm. you know, I think that is one of the pressures of society is like wanting to be successful, needing to because of capitalism, different yeah. story. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, what is a realistic timeline? Yeah. You know, because I like even for me at Podcast Movement, I was like, OK, how long have you been podcasting? Are you sponsored? Because I'm not sponsored. And be like, yeah. oh, you did it in this much time. <sighs> like, you know, like yeah. just like. But there's the fact no. That we like compare ourselves. Yeah. yeah and there's yeah. no formula, you know, yeah. and it's like maybe your genre is a little bit more. Right. Popping and like maybe you have a co-host. So y'all are able to put your two minds yeah. together. Like there's a whole bunch of things that make things different. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. That everyone's situation is different. And I think we come I think a lot of our goals are fueled by like seeing what other people are doing and of saying, course. You got a brand deal. <laughs> well, I need to. And and so I I I one thousand percent agree with that. And that kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about next, which is like this idea of like podcast movement. Mm -hmm. Um I think Part of how I want to break this down is I want to talk about two things that you loved about the conference, okay. two things that you learned at the conference, and two things that you think they could do better. I'm going to start because I feel like you kind of already said mine. Okay. I feel like oh, the <laughs> biggest thing I learned at Podcast Movement was like your goals are too like your goals are too big and too short of a time frame. So for mm -hmm. me, I think about like, yo, I want my podcast to be successful by the end of 2024. But maybe I should just say, yo, I'm going to give myself the next 10 years to really build something that I think is like a good body of work. And so if I view it that big, I now can just focus on doing like the small things consistently. I don't have to do any big drastic things. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that is definitely a good one from podcast movement because, yeah, I like we just talked about, I feel the same way. Sometimes yeah. when I'm like, is this a realistic, even like 24 hours, like when we were talking about my to-do list earlier, yeah. it's like, okay, I wrote these things down. Is this, do I have enough, like, is this a realistic time period right. that I'm giving myself? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it takes me more than a day to write a script, so why right. would I put that? on my to-do list for one day. Maybe I need to put part one, part two, part three. Like, you know? So I think, yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What would you say is the one thing you learned at Podcast Movement? Okay, I learned, okay, one. I could do one, right? Yeah. So one was like, people, I, I'm not going to quote this right, but it was kind of, it was a session and we were talking about YouTube versus audio. Mm -hmm. And it was like, people always have time to listen, but they don't always have time to watch. Interesting. Yeah. That is a very good point. Yeah. So more so from the perspective that like um, if you have to choose between one of the two, more people are more likely to listen than they are to watch your content. Yeah, because in order to watch, you kind of have to sit down. Yeah. Right. Or you have to like maybe be like washing the dishes and prop it up yeah. or something. But you can listen, you know, while you're running. You can right. listen while you're driving. You can, Like there's more opportunities to listen than there is to watch. Yo, that is a really good point. I never thought about that. I think everyone is just so like gung ho on video because I think it's like it's kind of trendy it's mm -hmm. you know it's social media but um that is a very good point i hadn't thought about um people have more time to listen than they do have to watch um i'm gonna say so i think we should switch categories or do you want to focus on just things we love 
Wait, I thought we were going to do two things we learned. We are. Oh, okay. yeah, right. Yeah. Let's do both things and then okay. switch to another. So it's your gonna, turn now. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say the second thing I loved about podcast movement was I have two left and now I want to think which one. I, I'm going to say the venue. Like, even though, like, so for those of you that did not attend, basically it was at kind of like a resort that had like a hotel and like the convention center all in one place. Um, but it was in Aurora, Aurora, Colorado, uh, and it was like a super nice like venue in comparison to like some of the other like venues we've had podcast movement at. Um, and even though I didn't stay on site, it still felt really, really nice to me. It didn't feel like we were in like the last one was in Vegas, and that was just like crazy. Vegas uh, is a different yeah. type of place. <laughs> so this this was like kind of nice, and like even when I was like pulling up to the conference in the mornings, I'd see people like doing yoga people like out there like taking walks some people were like in the lazy pool in the afternoon so it felt a lot more chill and i feel like this is just like a very conducive way to like be at a conference if you're going to be somewhere for a week this is like a good way to do that yeah i mean i kind of agree but i had different experiences i stayed at the hotel yeah. and like the fire alarms were going oh, yeah. off every day like yeah. one time i was literally in the shower and this fire alarm went wow. off the first time so i literally was like afraid that the place was burning down yeah um but after the third time i was like i'm going back to sleep like right. but it went on for a long time i think that was the one thing was just like the fire alarms they went off i think three or four times that is crazy yeah i heard they went off but i thought it was just like one night but it sounds like it was like multiple times it was yeah one it was multiple times like the last two nights it was okay. two times the first night and then two times like the last the, the last night or something like that and it was like a long time because yeah. they had like an alarm in your room and then someone's talking in the like you please and i was just i was on the first floor so i was yeah. able to like look out the window and see what was going on yeah and i was like okay there's no fire trucks and like there's people outside but it seems okay yeah it seems yeah. like a false alarm but that was that was the one difficulty for me but we're talking That's about things that we love yeah. right well would you put us yours your second well the first thing we did was things that we learned i oh right do you want to go I'm back? skipping around. Wait, yes. so the last one we just did, remind me what it was. Okay, we, we did, did things learn. that we learned. I said that people have more time to right, 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 right. listen and to watch. And okay. you said... I said um, I learned that consistency long-term, yes. taking a break. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Um, and so then you... for my loved... So let's do like... I'll do one in each category and then I'll just... Okay, so we're back. doing loved. Yeah. Okay, so I need to go. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just responding to yours. Okay. Yeah. So thing that I loved, I really love that you could like, this is my first one. So okay. I know this might be like, we've been doing that. So sorry, y'all, for the podcast <laughs> movement vets. Or, right. Yeah. The podcast nerds. Yeah, exactly. The the pros, um, podcast movement pros. But I like that you could set up one-on-ones with people mm. and that you could do brain dates. Yeah. Um, I felt I took advantage of that with um, two different people and I really liked that because mm. I felt like there was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so I feel and like I feel like I'm a little bit better like one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so it was nice to be able to like go into the app and yeah. be like, oh, this person that I saw this talk with, yeah. I want to meet them or this person from this brand, like I would like to have a one-on-one -on -one with them and yeah. like talk to them. So I really enjoyed I really loved that. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't do any of the brain dates, but I heard that was like everyone's favorite part because it was um, super, super intimate. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like with like a conference like this, it's just so big that it's like it kind of loses that personal touch. And I feel like the brain dates like kind of help bring that back. Yes, I really love like the brain dates were like little group sessions you could do with people. So I did a brain date of like pot, black podcasters and mm -hmm. we all like met and sat at a table and talked and shared information, shared splits with networks like yeah. what's the standard split blah 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 um and then i did a one-on-one -on -one with 
is it Ariel from D Scripts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know her. Um, and that was like really helpful to kind of get someone and be like, I want to talk about just my podcast, yeah. not generic podcasting. And she gave me some great like strategies and tips on like sponsorships and audience growth and yeah. stuff like that. That's so awesome. And I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like that's like, in my opinion, like the best benefit of like going to a conference. Mm -hmm. And I posted a video about this last week about podcast conferences. And there were a lot of people that hadn't gone to one or were saying they want to go to their first one. And I feel like there's just such a big opportunity to meet people one on one and like get advice, whether it might be technical or like marketing. Um, so that's super 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 dope yeah um i feel like i think at this point we're gonna do one thing we wish could have been better okay i'm gonna do like just straight up okay diversity was lacking oh, more specifically you stole mine <laughs> there were not a lot of black people no maybe because so, it was in colorado i don't know <laughs> but i feel like it's always like that though. Oh, okay this is my first one so. yeah and i feel like um sometimes i just wonder if maybe like maybe my expectations are too high Mm. Like maybe like the amount of time that I'm like expecting for these conferences to become diverse is just too short and that there are other conferences like Afros and Audio mm -hmm. or Black Podfest where it's like um, that are more diverse. Um, and so every time I go, I'm always disappointed about that. And I'm always just like, like, why do you keep putting your hopes up? Like, why do you keep like wishing it's different? Okay, I'm going to push back because okay. I feel like you're not you don't have unrealistic expectations okay and even when i say diversity i'm talking about from the people who are there right uh -huh. to even the panelists and the speakers mm -hmm. i felt like that okay. wasn't like they had like one um panel for like women of color and podcasting movement and then they had another woman like a latina woman who did talked about like cultural stuff and like speaking up as a woman in podcasting space which i went to that one yeah but i still felt like there was not even diversity in the panelists mm -hmm. like right or even even like the expo floor like yeah. I f and I feel like that to me is something they can control you maybe you can't control who attends which you could if you offer like scholarships and stuff like that I think right. you could or maybe not even just scholarships not like black people just need scholarships but like also offering just promoting it yeah. on places where black podcasters would be right um, or collaborating with afro you know with different yeah, yeah. black podcasting networks to yep. get the word out and to offer you know some type of information about it yeah, yeah. Um, but I also felt like it was lacking in the panelists even like there wasn't a lot to me there wasn't a lot of women yep. um, there wasn't a lot of like people in like the lgbtq space like you know like representing that or trans yeah. like i just felt like there was just it was very and i know the podcasting space i think is still like white male dominated but there are people who represent diversity that are killing the game yeah and i feel like i would have loved to see them on a panel yeah. or walking around like you know yeah. what i mean facts um i agree i agree and i wonder sometimes like just like what do you think our role is in helping them change that is it that like yo we're not coming unless this is changed is it that hey we still need to come because i'm in this industry and this is this helps my job but i want to be vocal about this like what, what do you think that's a good question because i'm like all my life I had to fight, so I really don't really, like, I feel yeah, like it's yeah. on you, yeah. dominant person in the industry, to, like, be conscious about it and do something about it. Like, yeah. why do I have to bring it up? But also, it's like, maybe I do need to bring it up. So, I don't know. I think it's really an individual basis, like, as a person who goes to this, like, what do you feel like you need to do? Do you feel like rebel, mm. like, protesting works? Or do you want to, like, come together with other podcasters and talk to them about it? But... Yeah, I personally, I don't know, I'm kind of interested in maybe trying to um, 
attend the Afro in whatchamacallit one. Yeah. Um, but like they did give me a scholarship for podcast movement. Like I applied. Mm-hmm. Like they gave me a scholarship in terms of just like a pass for yeah. the four days, which was nice, even though the hotel and the flight were still crazy. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's my that that was like one of my points too. Yeah, yeah. I also I just feel like yeah, I think as an individual, I'd have to think about it. But yeah, maybe it's something in an email I can write or something like that that gives them some suggestions. Although I feel like they're pre- pretty capable. Yeah. You know, they're throwing this really big yeah. thing. So I don't, I don't really know. I don't have an answer for that. But it okay. is something to think about. Yeah, for sure. Um, what would you say? Uh, I'm gonna move over back to learned. So okay. I'm doing my second learned one. Okay. I'd say that like I learned just how important podcast swaps are. I was familiar with us uh, familiar with them just in like practice and theory, but I didn't understand just like how important they are. And I met several podcasters that are like way bigger than me that just kept like swearing by them. Mm. Um, for those of you that are listening that may not know what a podcast swap is, it's basically when you ask someone else that's in your niche or that has like a similar listener base to promote your podcast, maybe on like a 30 second promotion and you do the same for them. Um, and it's easier to convince someone that is already listening to podcasts to listen to another podcast than it is to from like to convince someone on social media that has never listened to a podcast to listen to your podcast so everyone kept talking about just like how important swaps were to growing their show and i uh took it like home as like a reminder that like i need to be doing this more yeah that was a good one i feel like i learned that as well mine is similar to the swapping one but it's more in feed and i think we Mm -hmm. talked about this a little bit i the podcast movement but what i learned was like if you see a podcast that's taking a break whether they're like for me i'm a history podcast so maybe it's like a history podcast that's taking like a lot of people take breaks around the holidays yeah or if you see a podcast that no longer exists like they haven't posted since early 2022 and maybe they're done you can always like hit them up and ask them hey can i put this episode on your feed as another swapping strategy of like so you put an episode on their feed and their audience gets to hear an episode and then they might go to your podcast they're more likely right to go to your podcast and actually subscribe and then listen to current episodes and like follow you for that so i'm actually doing one with less from batlin's black girl i think it came out today um but she we had an episode where we talked about like we did a history of self-care because you know she's all about self-care and balance and so she's on a break so she decided to take that episode that's on mine and share it with her audience during the break she's gonna do like a little quick little intro that's so and like do that so i'm interested to see how that what results from that and if it increases the numbers of people listening but i think that was something that was like a gem for me yeah because a lot of some some of the stuff i think depending on where you are in the podcast journey podcast movement just kind of reinforces some of the things that you know that maybe you haven't done yet (laughs) um but that was like a mind-blowing moment for me i was like oh i never thought of i would never have thought of that that's a really good one same and i feel like there's just so much information in like the world of podcasting that i think it's at these conferences where you might hear four people say the same thing or someone you really respect say that and it just is like a good reminder to do more of that that's a good one Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna say on mine um i'm gonna do my second thing that i loved um is i felt like it was just so easy to meet people and it's like um sometimes when you go to conferences like that most of the people there already kind of know each other so it could be hard to meet people Mm. but i felt like i met a lot of people via like introduction so i might be hanging out with you and you would introduce me to someone that you met or um even one time i was like 
walking to the restroom and I saw one of my friends and I was like, oh, what are you about to do? And he was like, oh, I'm going to lunch with these guys. Why don't you join us? And instantly that ended up being like a great like connection for me. So I just think there's so many more opportunities like that at a conference like this where it's like all of the sponsors I could possibly want are on the exhibitor floor. All the people in my industry that could like help me grow my show are in this room somewhere. So it's, it's, it's a great way to meet new people, I think. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I felt like I could, as a like 50-50 introvert, extrovert, yeah. you know, I felt like I could just walk up to anybody yeah. and they were going to be nice and we can talk. Facts. Um, so that was really interesting. I think my, my second thing that I love is similar to yours. I was just like, I really loved the app that they used yeah. and I love like the barcode so everyone had like a QR code yeah. and you could scan it and like that would save that person's contact information so on the app you like make a profile it's a podcast movement app and in the app they have like all the sessions all the breakouts all the yep. meetups you can schedule a brain date you could see people's individual schedule so that's how I got to like make meetings with people and so I even like met with um, Airwave which mm. is like a network that does history podcasts and so I don't think I've ever would have sat down with the CEO yeah. of a network if I wasn't at podcast movement right. um, and so with the app you can everyone had a QR code in, on their name tag and so you could scan it like yep. when you're talking usually would scan it and they would have filled out a profile and it has like their email their social however much they completed a little about me so even now it's like i'm going back now that yeah. it's like over it's been like what two weeks or something yeah i'm finally getting to people and um you know i get to go back in the app and see everyone that i've met and i can like hit them up because it's like you know you follow people on instagram which we did do that yeah but like you forget or if you don't know their name like you right. know what i mean so it's like or you add them to your contacts but they don't have like recently added contacts which they yeah. need to have exactly. um and so it's a good way to kind of figure out who you met and like follow up and email them and i really enjoyed the easy navigation of that yeah, same. That's a really, really good one. And I feel like that app makes everything so easy. Even just like before get, getting there, like just seeing like who's attending, like mm -hmm. that makes a huge difference in being able to like connect with people. Yes. Um, lastly, I'm going to say uh, the one thing I think could have been better was just like the setup. Like it was set up so poorly, mm. especially the workshops. You could not hear anything just because they had everything in like the exhibitor floor so they had like maybe uh exhibitor floor in the middle and then around it were just different like workshops um and sessions so you would go sit in this session and they'd just be like a loud room of people talking um when i went to the london one they had like headphones so even though you were in like a section with like lots of talking everyone had headphones and we could all hear pretty great i hope that's something podcast movement does next year yeah, there were some, only a couple, I don't know what tracks they were because you know how the different tracks. Yeah. There were some in rooms that I went to that were fine. Yeah. But like you said, a lot of them were in this one room and it had like six different stages. Yeah. And it's so ironic that it's like this is a podcast event and it's about audio <laughs> right. and your audio sucks. Right. Um, so that was interesting. I did on the last day, I did get wireless headphones, but I was like, where were they? And they were like, yeah. oh, we were behind the registration table. So I think wow. someone finally told them to move yeah. and they were kind of like on the way into the expo, but I felt like it was a little too late. Interesting. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like they should have made that like something Clear. in the app or like had signs about like headphones because yeah. once I did that, that changed the game. But again, it was the last day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that for sure would have been like helpful. Yeah. What, what would you say is like your... Um, what could be better? Yeah. Okay, so 
I feel like, of course, it's my first one, and I feel like there could be more sessions that were not sponsored mm. or led by a big brand. Yeah. So it'd be kind of like, you know, if you've never been to podcast movement, this is my first one. It was like you would go to a like how to get booked for public speaking right like for podcasters or something so you would go to the session they would give you some some steps it might be actionable and like tell you okay this is what you need to do this is kind of like you know steps on how to get booked for speaking how to do that as a podcaster but it's like hosted by like speaking movement or something right like llc and so the caveat is like and then for 2.99 you could sign up and use our app yeah use our app and we'll help you get booked and like i just kind of felt like it kind of took away from them being as great um because i feel like people were trying to incorporate their brand in it you know and then I also feel like people didn't go as deep as they could because it was like, I'm just giving you a preview so that you can go do the next step, which is this monetization thing for me. So I kind of felt like I wish, yeah, there was just more like maybe independent contact track, independent podcasters or like consultants or people who are just experts in certain things that could speak to stuff and not, be necessarily associated with a brand yeah that I, I feel like is my big one too it's just like it's very hard for me i feel like that waters down the conversation quite a lot because mm-hmm. like i feel like when we were in dallas it was like so bad it was like every other word they were saying was like and also if you use our platform we let you blah 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 mm-hmm. and it's like it kind of just takes away from like the conversation we're trying to have and i do think like um there were some panels which i think we're trying to talk about like actually important stuff like mm-hmm. diversity in the space. Um, and so to your point, I think there, it should feel like this is a safe space to do that without feeling like somebody's going to sell to you. Yeah. Especially as they already have the expo floor. So right. like, that's your opportunity to sell. I feel like, right. um, so if we could just separate it a little yeah, more, yeah. I feel like it would also increase the quality of the mm-hmm. breakout sessions where it's like, I want to take a deep dive. Like I would like to walk away with something. And sometimes I felt like, like you said, it was like super watered down and it was like, because you're trying to make me go to this extra step instead of like letting it be in this room. And I'm like, wow, that was great. Right. If someone's listening now and they are a podcaster and they're deciding if they should go to the next one or Mm -hmm. not, would you recommend they go or not? Like what, what would you tell them? I mean, I haven't been to evolutions and I know that's different. Mm -hmm. I think if you have a podcast already and yep. you've been podcasting, I think that it's a good networking opportunity, kind of like what you mentioned before. Like, I think yeah. it's a great opportunity to meet people and to learn a little something. Like, clearly, we learn things. We've given some stuff that we've learned. Yeah. Um. I would say maybe. I would say give it, like, a year of podcasting of just, like, trying things yourself. Mm-hmm. A year or two. I'm three years in and I went to my first one. So I feel like just get in the pool of podcasting yeah. and then – Two to three years in, maybe one, depending on like where you are. Um, I would say, yeah, you could definitely go yeah. um, and just be intentional. I think also coming in with like, what are my goals? Is it to grow? Like, I want to learn, focus on growth and something else. I would say, don't do more than two, yeah. and then figuring out how you want to do that versus, like, you know, on the expo floor versus your breakout sessions versus like your one on ones. I think yeah. you have to just be really intentional because there's so much going on. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that would be my tip. 
No, I love that. Um, and I think too, like to your point, there's um, so many other like smaller podcasts. So it's like, you don't have to feel like you're going from like never going to a podcast to going to this large podcast conference in a different state. More than likely your state probably already has a smaller podcast mm -hmm. conference too. So it might be worth just sort of like taking it, like taking baby steps. Um, I do want to just highlight some of like the upcoming like podcast conferences, just for those of you that may be interested and may not be going. If you're in Atlanta, there is is uh, Black Pod Fest, which is coming up in, I think, September or October. Um, if you're close to Baltimore, there's Afros and Audio, which I'll actually be speaking there in Baltimore. Um, and then if you are in, actually, if you're in LA, there's a podcast conference here called On Air Fest. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in Utah, there's one called Outlier in January. And if you're in Orlando, there is one called PodFest. So um, I recommend, honestly, like I only go to conferences just to see my friends like like that and like free <laughs> drinks. I didn't. That was the other thing I was upset about this time. Like I really didn't like drink that much. And I'm not like a big drinker. Mm -hmm. But like when I go to podcast conferences, like I don't have to drive. I don't have like any like real responsibility. Yeah, like, you get to chill. Yeah, I get to like chill. And I never like speak. I like the most I've done is like though our own like happy hour. So it's like for the most part, I don't have like anything to do. Yeah. Um, so it's like cool just like hang out with people. And I feel like the people you see just end up becoming your friends. Like I kind of hang out with the same people every year. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's cool too. Um, what are you most looking forward to this week before we wrap? This week, oh, getting back into podcasting. <laughs> I know, right? That's the other thing. When you go to conferences, you barely do any work. Yeah. Like, it's so hard to be away from all your stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of threw me off a little bit in terms of my, like, schedule of yeah. my episodes. So, like, this week is, like, getting back to reality. And yeah. also being back, like, from New York, it's like, okay, you're back home. Yep. Let's get back into your routine, your workouts, your eating, yeah. your podcast. Like, let's get. I also feel like I know everyone's like the New Year's at the top of the year, but I feel like I'm like the school year schedule is yeah. always ingrained in me. Same. And I feel like fall, especially when you transition to a season, is like yep. okay, this is like hibernation grind time. And yep. summertime, it's like you want to be outside. Yeah. You're a flower. You're blooming. Like you right. know, it's like okay, girl. Like yeah sit down yeah I, I feel you on that saying like i like breaking out like summer is like summer is kind of like a wash but from like august like november it's like okay like i can grind and then rest december mm -hmm. and then same thing like in the summer and, and like spring uh so i totally feel you on that yeah um thank you so much for hanging out and doing this this was a lot of fun yeah. where can people find you and your podcast yes my podcast is called that wasn't in my textbook it's a history podcast it's the history class you never knew you always wanted to take um and it's by weekly so you can find me wherever you stream podcast um and then my handles for the podcast that wasn't in my textbook everywhere including pinterest we have a pinterest board do i use it kind of um and also my personal which is like overlaps i do history on my own personal brand is toya from harlem everywhere that. on the interwebs Thanks for hanging out, Toya. Yes, if you're listening, me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, please leave us a re review on Apple or Spotify. It just helps me know how I can improve this show. I hope you have an amazing week. Peace.
you've gotten to the end of the episode. And if you're still listening, I just want to say I really appreciate you. Have an amazing week. Peace.